Good morning. Welcome to Behind the Scenes with the Hanover Theater. My name is Sarah Garofalo, and today we have two very special guests. We're talking about The Seagull, presented by the Hanover Theater Conservatory's Youth Acting Company at the Brick Box Theater. We are joined by Alyssa Morales and Erin Carney. Welcome to the show, guys. Awesome. We're so glad to be here. Um, my name's Erin. I am uh, the Conservatory Executive Assistant, um, so I have a full-time admin job here, and then I also get to work with our youth acting company as their stage manager, which is a lot of fun. Cool. And Alyssa? Hello. My name's Alyssa. Um, I am one of the actors in the youth acting company. I get to play Nina and the Seagull. This is one of the first things that I've done within the Hanover within the past year. I've been a part of their youth acting company, WISH, and their youth summer program, which has been really fun. Awesome. We're really looking forward to the show. So can you guys tell us a little bit more about your background here and how you got started with the Hanover Theater, both of you? Sure, yeah. So I'll go first. I um, started here in 2018 working with our youth summer program. My background is in production and in stage management. Um, so it was an awesome opportunity to come and work on our main stage, 2300 seat venue, which is just so amazing. And with our summer program, um, particularly with the teen and preteen programs, they get to perform on that stage and I get to help support that process. Um, and so my role is both in the rehearsal process and uh, making sure the show has everything it needs um, from props, scenery, costumes, lighting, all that good stuff. And then um, I also get to call all the cues in the show when we get to text. So I'm calling lights and sound cues and uh, all of our scenery. And I have a team working with me as well backstage. And we have a great time. So again, that my first show, 2018, um, on Beauty and the Beast. And then I came back again to do a second summer because I loved it so much. So I did Music Man. And then um, early 2020, I actually was able to come on full time in my current position. And as we built the youth acting company, it was clear that um, we needed a stage manager to work with the company so that they had everything they needed on the production aspect. And as we continued to build shows that required um, staff for production, um, we added this part as part of my role, which is definitely the most exciting part about my job and I, the thing I have the most fun doing. That's so exciting. I know that the education department is super busy all the time. You guys are doing amazing things all the time. Yeah, we produce in-house about 12 different um, productions a year. So three with the Youth Acting Company, our summer program, uh, and then we have a youth ballet company as well, and they do the Nutcracker as well as a youth um, ballet production in the spring, which is typically the stories of Hansel and Gretel and Peter and the Wolf. And then we do an annual production with um, – the full school, um, our spring reflection, we do voice recitals, we do wish, is that everything? I think that's everything for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, you mentioned the stories of Hansel and, Gretel, Hansel and Gretel, Gretel and Peter and the Wolf, that's March 5th also, right? Yes. Um, and the student matinee, which is Mar March 6th, so lots of things coming up. So Alyssa, do you want to take the stage and... Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background here. Uh, so I started at the Hanover 
doing Wish um, was through Youth Speaking Honestly. And it gave me a free scholarship for at least one Hanover class. And from there, I was able to talk to a couple people and find out about the summer program. I got to do Footloose last summer, which was super fun. It was my first time performing in such a big venue. And then from there, I was invited to the Youth Acting Company, and I got to be a part of Exhibit This, where we got to perform in the Worcester Art Museum, which was such an incredible space to work in. There was just so much interesting history and art around us that we could just look at and draw on, and it was so incredible. And now we're working on the seagull in the brick box, and that space is also so cool, and there's so much interesting technical stuff going on there <laughs> true i i do love the brick box and i think that if you haven't seen a show there you're definitely missing out it's super intimate and very fun i love the lighting in there and it just it looks so cool on the bricks in the background um but so how did you know that you were into performing arts like how did you how did you know I always loved singing in the car, which is a, a small place for big beginnings, but I always loved that. And from there, I would have little shows for my family. And I was kind of scared to do any kind of theater because I just thought like, well, I don't really have the money for that, but I managed to get scholarships here. And there are just so many crazy opportunities, even to just for free to just join. And I just loved it so much. I love that. That's so sweet. So, Erin, can you talk a little bit about um, how you wound up here at the Hanover Theater and, you know, what called you here? Yeah. So, like I said, I, you know, I started um, my career in production. I actually um, didn't study theater in college, which is my little fun fact because working with students so much, everyone's so worried about college auditions. Where am I going to go to school? And certainly for a lot of people, that's a big part of the process and going to school, um, particularly to study musical theater. But, you know, in the technical roles, more of it is about learning on the job and learning in how other people do the position. And then there isn't as much um, classroom study that can be done about something that is just such a the stage manager has such a presence and a role and things that can't necessarily be taught. However, we have a class, Intro to Stage Management. Basics absolutely can be taught, of course. But um, my practice came a lot from working on shows. I was able to work um, at the Agunquit Playhouse after college graduation. And I knew that I wanted to continue to work in theater and then had other opportunities to work um, with high school students, grad students, college students uh, in schools across Boston. And uh, through a colleague of mine who used to be um, one of Megan's students, I was connected with Megan and that's how I came here to do Beauty and the Beast all those years ago, and here we are now. Awesome. Well, I just love it. I love that no matter where you start out, you can always find your way here at the Hanover Theater and the conservatory, and there's a place for everybody, and there's you know no better place to start anew. So let's talk about the show. Um, Alyssa, can you tell us a little bit about your role in The Seagull? Uh, my character's name is Nina Zariachnaya. She's the ingenue of the story that we're going to tell. She's an aspiring actress. I would describe her as a little goofy, um, real silly goofy girl. And she has a lot of fun on stage, and she's a really interesting character to get to know and hate. Okay. Love. 
the same time. All right, that's interesting. And so for those who haven't heard of the seagull before, can you give us a little rundown about what it's about? It's a story where every person is in love with the wrong person. Um, there's an, an aspiring poet whose name is Constantine. Constantine is in love with Nina. Nina's in love with Constantine for a moment. Then she's in love with Trigorin. Trigorin is in love with himself. And Arkadina, Constantine's mother, is in love with Trigorin. So you either love Trigorin or you hate him. Except if you're in the audience. Then you definitely have your own opinion. Okay. And Erin, can you tell us what you know about the show? Yeah, absolutely. So, um... Like uh, Alyssa was saying, you know, we've got a play where we have all these characters that are in love with the wrong people and they're just trying to figure out um, how to go on from there and what they should be doing with their lives. Um, and, you know, uh, I think we have a full cast of characters and there's someone for everyone to connect with. Um, and uh, Alyssa mentioned a few of them, but um, we also have a school teacher who is in love with uh the wrong person, but who is they going to marry? Who are they going to marry? Um, and I think when we started table work back in early January, um, Livy, the director, was talking about how this play, and especially Chekhov. So, if anyone isn't familiar, Anton Chekhov, our playwright, um, who uh, was early 19th century, he uh, wrote a lot about people just living their lives. And um, as Livy said in, in tech or in um, table work that there isn't much of a plot to follow in terms of a major issue or something that they're trying to all I mean they're really just trying to all figure out what they want who they want to be with who they love who they care about and how to just exist in this world cool well I definitely think it'll be interesting for our audience to check out um once again that is happening this weekend Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m. at the Brick Box, and Sunday, February 26th at 2 p.m. So there's plenty of opportunities to come see this show at the Brick Box Theater. That's at 20 Franklin Street, right around the corner from the Hanover Theater. All tickets are $20 and can be purchased at thehanovertheater.org. That's theater with an R-E. So can you guys give us a little bit more um, just about yourselves and, you know, a little piece of advice for anybody who's looking for um, looking to flourish their performing arts skills or anybody who's nervous to take that leap um, like you guys did to get their start in the acting industry or performing industry. I would say the biggest piece of advice I have is to let yourself do what makes you happy and to not be afraid of what could go wrong instead of knowing what could go right and it truly takes so much faith in yourself to be able to do something but when you don't have that I know it can seem a little scary but honestly it's the best thing ever once you just let yourself do what makes you happy I love that Erin well said Alyssa um gosh I, I mean I think in this industry, there's definitely um, a saying that's gone around that, you know, if you can see yourself doing anything else, then go do that because it's going to be hard work. Um, 
It's going to challenge this work, um, production and acting and performing. It's going to challenge you beyond um, what you may think is possible. And if you have that within you, then you'll know. You'll know if this is the thing you want to fight for. Um, and I think those of us in the company and, and that work um, with the company, we know it's what we want to fight for. And it's a pretty special place to be when you get to do that with um, people that also feel the same way as you. I totally agree. And I I think that there's no better place here where everyone is so accepting and everyone is so kind and willing to give people that place to find themselves. And um, like you said, Alyssa, how, you know, if you feel that you can't afford it or that you're too, you're too afraid, um, you know, I think that there's always opportunities here at the Hanover Theater Conservatory and, you know, there's, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen no matter what, if that's what you want to do. If you want to be here, you can be here, you know. Um, and I, I took my first tap class this year, so it's exciting. It's exciting to um, try new things, and yeah, I'm just glad to be here like you guys. So. Yeah, I think you definitely learn something about yourself anytime you do a show, you take a class, um, or you work on a production. And I think that also um, one of the big things for me to always um, put out there is that there's opportunities beyond being on the stage. Um, you know, my story, the very beginning of my story starts with me asking a question, well, what is a stage manager? You know, I didn't know this. I didn't, you know, I'm a little bit older and then Alyssa here and, and we didn't just Google things necessarily and have access to people talking about it on uh, social media or creating blogs about it or something like that. And so I think for me, uh, it was it was a lucky question. And I think that um, it's really exciting to know that we have these opportunities here and that, um, if you seek it out, there's something here for you. I completely agree. So before we wrap up the show, do either of you have any parting words or things you want to share? Come see the seagull. Yes. And I think, I don't think we mentioned the runtime. I check off can be intimidating because traditionally the plays can be two, three, three and a half hours, but Livy, our director, adapted and cut the play down to just 65, 70 minutes. So it's no intermission. It flies right through, and um, it's it's quite a ride. And, and although um, it's not typically advertised as a comedy, we feel that it's a comedy because it's funny until it's not. So that's one last thing I would say. You know, the play does have some mature content, and so for folks, um, I would just – Take a look at the description um, where you have all of the elements that are in the original production um, to know that although there's no official rating in um, theater and theatrical performances, say probably it's more in the PG-13 range. Cool. So parental discretion advised. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So once again, um, I'm here with Alyssa Morales and Aaron Carney. We're talking about The Seagull presented by the Hanover Theater Conservatory Youth Acting Company. That's happening this weekend, Friday, February 24th at 7 p.m., Saturday, February 25th at 7 p.m., and Sunday, February 26th at 2 p.m. at the Brick Box Theater right around the corner at the JMAC, 20 Franklin Street. Once again, all tickets are $20. They, those can be purchased at thehanovertheater.org. And Alyssa and Erin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you.
and I will see you all next week on Behind the Scenes. Good morning. Welcome to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. My name is Sarah Garofalo, and I'm very excited to be joined with the Executive Director of Worcester Chamber Music Society, Tracy Krause, today. Tracy, welcome to the show. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. We are super excited because on March 5th at 3 p.m., the Hanover Theater Conservatory's Youth Ballet Company will be collaborating with Worcester Chamber Music Society for the stories of Peter and the Wolf and Hansel and Gretel. Um, at this time, all of our seats are uh, reserved for that event, but I am looking forward to seeing the classic tales come to life on our stage, accompanied by such talented musicians. And I really love what Worcester Chamber Music Society represents and stands for. So for those who aren't familiar with you guys, can you tell our listeners about um, Worcester Chamber Music Society? Absolutely. Um, first, though, I just wanted to just clarify one thing, Sarah, and that is that um, our Neighborhood Strings program will be opening the show with a 10-minute performance, but the um, Youth Ballet Company will be accompanied by the professional musicians of the Worcester Chamber Music Society. Um, so we've been around for um, quite a while. We're in our 17th season and uh, Worcester Chamber Music Society performs about 15 concerts a year. Um, and we focus primarily in the Central Mass Worcester area. Um, we play concerts at Mechanics Hall and uh, the JMAC Brick Box Theater um, and other locations throughout the city. Um, and the Free Family Concert is one of our, our favorite events. We do it every year. Uh, and this year we're really excited to collaborate with Hanover. Um, but we, we've been doing the Free Family Concert for quite a long time. And um, usually the concerts are full to sold out and we're thrilled again that it's sold out this year. Um, our Neighborhood Strings Program is a part of our, our, our education programs. And um, it is, we have 90 youth in the program. It's a free inner city strings program that runs um, primarily in the main South neighborhood of Worcester. Uh, we have four program sites. Um, it's, we have a daily orchestra program. Um, the kids receive free instruments and private lessons. Uh, so it's a pretty robust intensive strings program. That's really great. And uh, it reminds me a little bit of our conservatory here where, you know, we're trying to flourish and give support to uh, students trying to find their footing in the performing industry and whatnot. But I want to talk a little bit about you and your position as executive director. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and what your position entails? Sure. Although I think I'm the least interesting part of the organization. <laughs> um, yeah. So um yeah, I am the executive director and I'm co-founder of Worcester Chamber Music Society. Uh, my colleague, Peter Solsky, and I founded the organization back in 2006. Peter is a Worcester native. I am not. I'm originally from Philadelphia. Um, I am conservatory trained. I'm a professional flutist. So in addition to uh, managing the day-to-day -day of the organization, I also perform um, in our concerts, almost all of our concerts, uh, and I freelance um, in other various opportunities as well, other local orchestras and and um, and whatnot. So, awesome. Yeah. And do you have any pieces of advice for people just starting to begin playing an instrument or, you know, joining the performing arts industry? 
<laughs> um, the, the cliche saying, which is really true, and that would be practice, practice, practice. Um, it, it's a lot of work. Uh, it, there's a lot of um, tremendous amount of, of enjoyment and, and rewards in doing something that you're really passionate about, uh, as many of us who play instruments are. Um, but it does require a lot of focus and dedication, a lot of hard work. Um, it's not it's not that easy to to um, it's easy to learn how to play an instrument, but not necessarily how to master an instrument it requires another level of dedication and time and effort. Um, but it's tremendously rewarding. I, I really um, encourage it for people who have uh, that kind of mindset. Uh, it is not for everybody, but the beautiful thing about playing an instrument is you can play it in so many different ways. You can do it for yourself at home. You can play for friends and play with friends. You don't have to necessarily take the path of being a professional musician. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know how they say, if you're good at playing an instrument, sometimes they say you're good at learning a second language. Sometimes they say you're good at math. Do you have any fun skills that accompany your music playing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I've I've never been a fan of math, so I can't say that I was quite proficient at math. It wasn't my favorite subject, um, and I don't really speak any other languages to to speak of. You know, I'm learning, but um, but it, they do say that you know if you've got the the brain, the head for math or the head for learning new languages, it makes learning music a little bit easier. I, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are studies that prove that, but it's not hasn't been my personal experience. Um, <laughs> I am organized. That helps. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, but so, yeah, so you mentioned the neighborhood strings. So as you said, is opening the show um, and then the professionals will be accompanying the performance. Is that right? Correct. Mm -hmm. OK, so can you tell us a little bit about both of those, you know, the the neighborhood strings and um, the professional musicians playing at this event and what people can expect when they come? Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, Neighborhood Strings, we have 90 kids in the program. We will not have 90 kids on stage. We'll probably have more, um, probably have between 30 and 40 kids who are able to come for the performance. And they'll be playing pieces that they've been working on all year. Um, and again, it, it will be a, a short performance, but just to showcase what, what these incredible um, young musicians uh, are able to do. So um, so we think it, we, we do this every year with Neighborhood Strings and um, it's an incredible experience for them to play for 2,300 people. Uh, it really is, um, it's quite an opportunity for them. Um, the professional ensemble, so there'll be uh, the core of regular musicians uh, in on the Worcester Chamber Music Society roster. Uh, accompanied by uh, several guests because this orchestra is a little bit larger than our typical chamber music society concert. Um, there'll be 15 musicians, which includes a conductor and a narrator. Um, there'll be flute and oboe, clarinet, violin, bassoon, French horn, trumpet, percussion. Um, uh, let's see, French horn. I think that's said French horn. Uh, conductor and the narrator. Yeah. Awesome. And so I know that we've worked with um, the Worcester Chamber Music Society in the past. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about our, your relationship with the Hanover Theater and what you know about us and what you've done with us in the past? 
Sure. And actually, our last performance with the Hanover Theater was right before the pandemic shutdown. So on March 1st, 2020, we did Carnival of the Animals with the with the youth ballet. And it was again, it was a full house. It was an amazing event. And like right after that, the world shut down. So it was just an incredible, incredible end to the season. Very short season. Um, yeah, the Hanover Theater, we, we've collaborated with the Hanover Theater um, with performances. Um, we also work with the Hanover Theater through the Worcester Cultural Coalition. But um, it's an opportunity to uh, be at the table with um, arts professionals, cultural professionals throughout the city um, to talk about what's happening in the city and how we can work together um, and uh, make special events like this one happen. Awesome. So for those of you attending the stories of Hansel and Gretel and Peter and the Wolf, that's once again, March 5th at 3 p.m. It's a 90-minute performance, and there will be opportunities to meet and greet the musicians and dancers on stage following the performance. And as I mentioned, all these seats are reserved at this time, um, but you can join our wait list should any seats become available. Um, so Tracy, before we wrap up, do you have anything you want to add? Any Any little shout outs you want to give? Um, Nick, just to say that, you know, a thank you to the Hanover Theater for uh, helping us to make this possible. We also want to thank some of our funders, the, the Worcester Arts Council, um, the Cultural Councils of Auburn and Shrewsbury. Um, we've got a number of corporate sponsors. You can look on our website for that. But um, we're, we're really excited to make this happen and can't wait to see you all there on March 5th. Yeah, it's super exciting. I mean, I can't believe that we're going to have a full house and it's completely sold out. So that is just totally amazing. And I know that I'm really looking forward to seeing the ballet dancers accompanied by your musicians. I think it's going to be great. Um, well, we can't wait to see you there, Sarah. <laughs> ditto. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tracy. It's been great having you here. And everybody else listening at home, we will see you next time on Behind the Scenes. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you.